Hello and welcome to the Division B Podcast Season 2, Episode 2. Now, you're probably thinking, this is weird, an intro from Ben, not from Brandon. And also, it sounds a bit different. Yes, well, this week the intro is slightly different because we would like to warn our headphone and earphone users that sounds may reach extreme volumes for your eardrums. Enjoy the show. So, our, our weekend has been fun. <laughs> away, away from the NFL side of things, we've had a we've had a hard time. But it is official. The Division B podcast has its own intro song. Little round of applause. Yeah, the microphones. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, big credit to Ollie Yam. Do you have his Instagram? I think it's Yen Yam, Y-E-I-N-Y-A-M. Check it out. The guy is an old friend of ours from school. Absolute legend. Unbelievable man. Um, created that intro. Created that intro at university studying music. Unbelievable man. Thank you, Ollie. Check him out. Yeah, Check him out. He's got a future in music. <laughs> 100%. And talking of futures, we're going into the future. We are. Of- 2021 season it's, it's been it started yeah it's, it's, it's been a busy training camp so week far. like a lot's happened a mm. lot I, I think training camp's one of those things not a lot of NFL fans really pick up on yeah I mean obviously it's bigger this year because fans have been here it's the biggest NFL season ever but shit's gone down it really has and we've both got a few things that we've picked up on over yes. the last few days and this is going to go on until the start of the season, pre-season games, injuries, which we're going to speak about, I'm sure. Um, things like that. But yeah, training camp is back, and that means football is back. Definitely. Ben, give us one thing. What, what have you taken so, away from training camp? So I, I think something that's really important that we need to pick up on is the Packers, just as a whole. Mm. It's been, I think, thankfully none of us are Packers fans. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers fans, I think, I think we both are. 100%. But... Packers fans, Christ alive, <laughs> where, where, where do you begin? You know, you finally got Rodgers down to a contract by the looks of things. Yeah. You know, he's he, you've brought Randall Cobb back to, to help yeah. to help Aaron Rodgers. You know, he said he wants him. It actually looks like they're trying to help him. Yeah. Devontae Adams, no clear future after 2021. Same with Rodgers. Is this the do or die season for the Packers? I think it's going to have to be. Yeah. I mean, Devontae Adams, if he doesn't, if he doesn't end up getting a new contract or wanting to accept a new contract because he's claiming he he's worked hard enough, so he wants even more money than what he's on now, mm. then it's going to be a tough situation for Rodgers because over the last few seasons, Devontae Adams has been his star man. If they lose him and don't manage to get someone else in, then then who knows? But like you say, big news um, that we last week when we recorded the podcast, we didn't know if he was going to sign it. No, and it looks like he is. Definitely back for, now. For a season, yeah, at, at least. least. Um, but yeah, I think it's massive news for Packers, and it's probably great news for their fans that they actually know that 
going into training camp, they've actually got someone and they've got their man. So other huge news out of training camp and relative to the Packers is Usain Bolt is a Green Bay Packers fan. Is he? Yes. So he appeared on the Pat McAfee show, uh, which I personally highly recommend. Mm. I find it very entertaining. He's very, very good. He's, he's a former NFL player and gets under the nail of a lot of people. Um, <laughs> he interviewed him and they asked, oh, would you beat NFL players in a race? And he's like, well, it's Usain Bolt. Of course you're going to fucking beat him. Cool. Uh, and he said, yeah, he loves the Packers. Absolutely loves wow. them. So the so more you know. Packers and Man United. Yes. I wonder if there's a link there. Glory hunting. Mm. <laughs> Packers haven't really won anything though for the last no, but years. But MVP. Yeah. Always in a sure. shout in the NFC. But I, I think the, the next step is, as you said, going into the future, Zach Wilson. I mm. think I, I've watched a lot on him the last few days because obviously there's a lot of hype building around him. Um, he missed the first two days of training camp. Because a contract wasn't reached, a contract wasn't agreed, parties weren't happy. I think that's quite worrying. Mm. Like, you've got a rookie QB who's going to start the first day. Yeah. And he's missed the first two days of camp because there's no contract. Like, he's had OTAs, yes. I just don't know how you don't revise a contract for someone. For your round one pick. Who you've known is going to be in your organisation since the end of April. Yeah. How have you not got something sorted as... Does he not get any agents or whatever? Like, it, it just seems a bit of a mess. I, I think that's the perfect way of putting it. As you, like, how is your QB1, your rookie first round draft pick, not on a Last rookie in the Jets organisation not to be on a contract was your the first last, pick. Last rookie not to get out of the first round, not to get Jesus. a contract. That's mad. And he's your most important player. Yeah. In a struggling jet side who need a revamp, mm. don't think it's gone off very well, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, especially with getting Robert Seller in um, from the forty nine, mm. as you thought, okay, this is good. They get Zach Wilson in. Uh, Zach Wilson in. Okay, this is even better. And in the first hurdle they come across, they can't really get him a contract. I mean, it's worrying times. You're you're in a you're in a division where you've got Tua, who's had a lot of issues, but he looks like he's got full control of the organization yeah. now where he's had two days to make the team his. Mm. You've got the same with Matt Jones and Cam Newton. They've both been having one QB reps. Yeah. So, again, links are being made. And you've got the Bills, who, as you heard last week, we both tipped to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, and absolutely. you're letting your first-round draft pick not have a contract. It's beyond me. It's, it's odd. So peculiar. So peculiar. I mean, Hopefully they did get it done in the end. Yeah. So Bright days ahead. <laughs> I mean, the first pre-season game for them is next week I wonder wonder if I don't know, two lost days it could, could make a massive difference it is mad um, I've got a few let's go for it so I'm going to start with the smaller ones first I'll just pick this up uh, running back to Fonte Freeman some of the Saints now he's a two time pro bowler and he was in that uh, that Atlanta team that yep. got to the Super Bowl and narrow well not, not narrowly missed out they were 20 28 they, they spurs it. Yeah, they definitely spurs <laughs> it. Um, but the Saints have got him. So they've got Alvin Kamara, and he's, I assume he's going to be a backup to, to Kamara. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's quite interesting because Saints, I think what it seems is like they're going to try and go for the run game now because they've lost Emmanuel Sanders. And now they've lost Drew Brees. They've got Jameis Winston. They've got, um, what's his name again? Taysom Hill. Yeah. So. Mr. Versatile. Yeah. Yeah. But. You can't really rely on Jameis. It's, it's, it's a very 
It's a very interesting one because obviously he's a he is a good thrower of the ball and mm. you can visibly see it. It's just sometimes he's a second or two late. Yeah. And it's like if you can get and a second or two is literally ten yards, mm. twenty yards. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's that's the that's the margins that you're playing with. But you just you never know what's gonna come out of Do Sean they go Payton. for a run game now? Do you think? I, I, you, you never know what's gonna happen with Sean Payton. Mm. And you have Taysom who can throw a ball very well. You have Jameis Winston who is a QB one in my opinion still. Yeah. And you have an unbelievable defense. You have an offense that constantly ranks in the top sixteen. You just never know what's going to happen. Mm. And I think they yeah run game strong. Alvin Kamara is back, but if you have Taysom Hill, you have good tight ends that they do. If Michael Thomas is back by week three, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see them next year because they've gone. It was like the Patriots have gone so many years with their man mm. and they lose him straight away. Yeah. And arguably, the Saints haven't got the quarterback pedigree that no. the Patriots no. ended up getting in. Would you argue that that year behind Drew Brees would sort out his interception ratio? Is he looking to be more precise? And if I, it's... Think, I think he definitely learns more. He, he definitely learns he, it. But... He's a mobile QB, yeah. which which I which you didn't see in Tampa mm. in that last year. You didn't see him move out of pocket. Yeah. It was really, really peculiar. So maybe if Sean Payton's done these bits, then it might be it might work. I think the only problem is obviously we haven't seen Jameis Winston get them reps. No. So it's gonna be pre season heavy probably for Jameis to try and get himself because we assume he's gonna be the he's gonna take over Taysom Hill. Yeah. He's gonna be the QB one. So I think preseason is going to be a massive thing for the Saints and for Jameis and Taysom Hill. Um, talking of quarterbacks, there's a, there's a few more quarterbacks. Well, actually, I've got four notes from training camp. All four of them about quarterbacks. <laughs> I've got two more on quarterbacks. Okay, let, let me do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me definitely. do one. Um, so, all three Vikings quarterbacks are out. At the Covid moment. strikes again. <laughs> I mean, you've got Kirk Cousins. I sorry, listeners, I couldn't name you the other two. Uh, one of one of them was their second round or third round pick from oh, Texas really? A and M. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked he looked quite good. Mm. So, but yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah, that's a big losing all three quarterbacks a week before preseason and when you're starting training camp. Mm. Not good for the Vikings. They obviously, didn't have a great season last year. They've they're very hit and miss. I don't know what to think with the Vikings. I think it's it's they're very middle of the road. I think it's quite time. similar to the Titans. You have an incredible running back and you have a relatively good defence. Yeah. And it's like, you have a QB who's good. Like, I, I personally think Tannehill's overrated, but if you look at his weapons, <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes a lot to cock that up. Yeah. And now, are we going to see... Oh, I know this is going astray, but are we going to see the Titans become one of those teams as well? But I completely agree. Like Kirk Cousins didn't look great last no. year. And now he's got a rookie QB who's mobile, so he fits the NFL better. Anything can happen in in the Vikings organization this year. It's just not a great start. Again, no, it's not been a great start for a few teams. Do you want to go through your next one? Yeah. So this is your team, mate. So this, the, so I've made a note. Have you? Well. So obviously your QB competition is thriving right now. You know you have you got Cam. Is Super Cam going to be back? Is he going to be MVP 2015 Super Bowl finalist? I don't think so. Is Mac Jones looking good? From what we've seen, he's 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 
following the dimes and he's got a lot of swagger yeah that's what they've said they've and, said swagger and the patriot coaches have said he reads the game like a 60 year old man yeah like as in he, he sits and watches tape and he knows everything about everyone that's going on in the world and it's like if that's the case surely it's mac jones i hope it's mac jones um from from week one yeah get, get in pre-season i say play mac jones three times pre-season okay and play cam newton once because mac jones obviously got a lot more to prove yeah and he's gonna and obviously he's a rookie so he's gonna have he's gonna need to have time to get involved like get into that role and be an nfl star quarterback mm. whereas cam newton's been in the league for 12 years or whatever and he's yeah. done it so he doesn't obviously don't think needs that much but bill has said that cam is the man to beat at the moment he is going in as number one but like you say coaches have said he reads a, reads a game like a 60 year old man uh nfl journalists have said he has swagger he walks on the pitch he's got swaggery the fans enjoy it mm. that's what the patriots need the patriots need a bit of life because they're no offense to them i'm, I'm a patriots fan but under brady and under bill it's very i mean they never do hard knocks they they, <laughs> they, they ask the nfl can we not have any cameras anywhere they're they, they look very bland. They're very quiet. And Matt Jones is bringing that new wave in. And he seems like he's a bit of a Tom Brady guy if he's yeah. leading this game as a 60-year-old. You know? I, I think the other thing with Matt Jones is, yeah, in Alabama, he, didn't, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't the star man. Mm. And I think that's what Bill has set him up to be again. He's not going to be the star man. Yeah. You have a good receiving core now. Not great, but it's good. Yeah. And you have two good tight ends. He has weapons. Mm-hmm. And Sonny Michel has a point to prove his running back this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, if, if, if you're in that Patriots organisation, I wouldn't be like, get playoffs. I think that's realistic. And be happy of that. Mm-hmm. Because so much can change over the next three, four years with Matt Jones and a four-year contract. That is exciting. Yeah. And I think... Whether Cam starts or not, I, th- I think this is Mac Jones's Patriots organization. I do hope you're right. I do hope you're right. I think yeah, Mac Jones. I mean, they're not they're not drafting him like Jared Stidham as a as no a, as a backup. They're they're drafting him in the first round because they're drafting him how they intended to draft Jimmy G and um, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, but now he's actually going to take the reins. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I think he starts. Okay, maybe not week one. I think he starts week two. Week three, I I think. By week five, he's definitely what? Starting. Oh, easily. I think by a third of the way through. Unless, like you say, Cam ends up being super Cam, and you beat the Dolphins on the opening day. Is it? Is it at Gillette? Uh, I think it is. Okay, that's a big game. That is a huge game with fans back. And then, do you actually? Do you maybe start? Matt Jones there against his old his old buddy Tua. Who knows? Who knows? And Jalen. And Jalen. <laughs> I mean, it's quite an interesting one because the other the, my last QB note I've got is Nick Foles is still at the Bears. Well, he's still on contract for the Chicago Bears, and they have Andy Dalton, and who they said is going to be QB one week one, and they've got Justin Fields who's come in and said. I saw something about Justin Fields not. Not being as good as... Oh, really? I don't know. Because I, I I've seen see people about, gassing him up. I saw something saying about he's not taking, like, shots or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But I it. it's, 
it's weird because is Nick Foles ahead of Justin Fields as well? Like, no. he's a Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl MVP, mm-hmm. Super Bowl winning QB purely from playoffs, yeah, or was yeah. it like week? Yes. Playoffs. playoffs. Just playoffs. I think so. Went to, where did he go after the Eagles? Was it the Bears straight after the Eagles? I think it may have been. And I think it might have been, because I think he was at the Eagles for a while. Competed with Trubisky. Yeah. Lost. But, He's an MVP winning QB and Andy Dalton isn't. That's that's the key thing. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton has been said he's a great teacher to younger QBs. But, I don't know. I, th- I think there's more competition there than I think people are realising in Chicago. Well, I think now, Nick Foles may be off somewhere. For one reason alone. That is Indianapolis. Carson Wentz. Oh, that's a great shout. Yeah. Broken his foot in a training camp I think it was Saturday it was mm. the first day. and they're saying that it was from maybe high school or whatever yeah. he's going to be out for 5 to 12 weeks now that's 3 months time that's pretty much halfway through the season that's when you know if you're making a playoff push or not yeah do you bring in Nick Foles because who else they got I mean oh my, they've they got it? Jacob Eason who was drafted in like round 6 or round 5 I mean you're not going to start him are you no they let go Jacoby Brissett now yeah. they've lost their court. they've lost their quarterback they bought in Six months ago, and they've now lost Quinton Nelson for the same amount of time. Oh, five to twelve weeks as well. So, I mean, people would already know if they follow our Twitter at Division Podcast <laughs> or the Division B Podcast. Um, but yeah, that was that was my other point is that they've yeah they they they're screwed. They have bought in a guy called Brett. Hunter. Brett Hayes at the Cardinals. Yeah. He was our backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, if you got Nick Foles there, who probably wants to get game time. You're, mm. you're going to pick him, like you say, MVP quarterback, ahead of this Brett Hundley guy or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all That's all to come. That's all to come. I mean, what about Taylor Heineke from Washington? Is he still there? Though? Yeah. He got re- he got a renewed till 2024. God. Why not? He literally played one good game. I mean, he <laughs> almost beat the Bucks. Oh, it was the Bucks, sorry. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so my, my last thing on the training camp is... Devontae Adams. Now, this is quite a fun little bit. Obviously, the rest of this segment has been quite serious. He calls himself Weapon X. I don't know if you've seen this. I no. So, they <laughs> asked him what to expect from Devontae Adams in 2021. Yeah. And he said, I'm Weapon X. And they were like, what do you mean? What, what do you mean I'm Weapon X? You, you've been behind the shadows saying, you're not going to come to training camp unless you get paid. And it's cl- it was all clearly to do with Rogers, mm. as we're now aware. And they asked him, like, straight up, are you the best receiver in the league? And he went, right now, I believe I am, yes. However, the three guys behind me, Keenan Allen, D-Hop, and... Stephon Diggs? No. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Stephon Diggs. Diggs. He said he watches their tape and takes the best bits of their game and uses it. Oh, so wow. he uses Keenan's running technique, yeah. he uses D-Hop's catching, yeah. and Stephon Diggs' um, offline acceleration. Right. And then you have the weapon X. That is Devontae Adams, apparently. He just wants more money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, trying to say he's, all this. he's trying to trademark it. <laughs> actually, all he's been doing off season is playing Madden, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, I'm so sick. I need more money. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that's a nice little leeway from one of the NFL greatest players to our NFL greatest segment. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> it was fun last week. It was, and uh, we've signed up a Division B account on uh, the NFL Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, we We've both been tuning in. And 
the Colts mascot was out and about quite yeah. a lot. I told you, Lou loves it. Was he doing his thrusting? He he was giving he a little shimmy. I, I saw a little twerk on the NFL back in the background. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> We love Blue. He's we there for Blue. a great time. Yeah, he's going to be a side quarterback at the cost this, this week. <laughs> <laughs> With ways, it's like Dak's warm-up, isn't it? <laughs> the hip thrusts. <laughs> God, imagine but, him starting a quarterback for the Colts. <laughs> I, I started this season last week, so I think it's only cool. fair that my co-host takes it away. Brilliant. So last week I did uh, Greatest Mascots. This week I'm doing Greatest NFL Stadiums. Now This is a good one. These are stadiums which are... Um, only here at the moment, so we're not doing the history. Yeah. Um, oh, I've got my top five. So at number five, we're going Mile High, the home of the Denver. Oh, Broncos. okay. My reason for this is I think it's just sick because it's one mile high. It's one mile <laughs> But the thing that makes it great for me is that a lot of players you see on the sideline they need oxygen tanks, mm. and that I think that's that's a venue where it's a great place where, say, for example, hypothetically. The Denver Broncos are in a uh, New York Jets situation mm. next year or, or whenever, and they're one and twelve or whatever, and they come up against I don't know Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs, okay, who are twelve and one, mm. and you're like, oh, this is easy, surely, yeah. sure, surely Pat's going to win it. This altitude, we've seen games where players have really fallen at 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 the feet because mm. of how. Highest, highest, yeah. and they can't adapt and they need oxygen tanks and it's really out of their comfort zone I think that's just great for a neutral perspective because you get you can sometimes get games you're like oh let's say he's not having a great game at quarterback he could be dizzy you know he, yeah. he, he may be light headed I think it's just that's, I think it's just a great thing for that it is an interesting one it's definitely a, it's like Bolivia mm. Bolivia player I think it's above a mile and they beat like Argentina like six nil a few yeah. years ago, but then got thumped like fourteen two in Argentina. Yeah, exactly. And it's because it's so high. It's I don't think the Broncos make enough of that. No, hundred percent. Like, I think they train they at, just like two hundred, three hundred meters lower. Yeah. And people don't realise that makes a huge difference because your lungs and I know it's getting very specific, but it it yeah. <laughs> it's a struggle. It, it, it is. Be, it but no, that's, that's quite an interesting one. I, I, I thought you were just going to go purely on looks. Oh, no. It does look cool as well. I like that. I haven't really seen they, it. They've got actually like a Bronco on like, the top of it. Oh, that's like, quite cool. Yeah. The thing that I like is they put South Park characters oh, in the stands brilliant. last year. That's brilliant. <laughs> you just set Eric Carmen on the camera like every now and again. <laughs> I'm going to have to push them up for one now. For that one. <laughs> um, anyway, number four. I'm going for a team in that same division. It's Arrowhead. Oh, stadium, just, home of Kansas City Chiefs. Lovely looking stadium. It's a great looking stadium. Um, and what even is cooler is what I actually only found out a few months ago, I think you told me, the pitch is actually underground. Yeah. Like you turn up there and you're on like level, uh, you're like row L already. I think it's two of the layers are, and then one of them is like yeah, behind the car park. Unreal. Yeah. And you know what that helps with? That helps them being the loudest outdoor fans stadium in the world which is 142.2 decibels Ooh. in 2015 which is the same noise as a fighter jet launch that's right? mad and obviously them fan that that pitch being underground that obviously we're going more scientific here again but <laughs> it really when players scream or the fans are like cheering on their team mm. that's really going to echo it up and that's why it's fantastic because grounds under pitch is underground and also it's the loudest 
sporting event ever or whatever it is. You wouldn't want to be in the NFC, in the AFC playoff game or divisional round at Arrowhead with snow with 140 odd decibels, would you? Awful. Horrible. No, thank you. Please, I mean, for you, it's possible. For us, it's not. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I mean, imagine next year. They're saying they're doing, like, new graphics where the play, the, the quarterbacks can say, I can't hear, I can't hear. It's really? Oh, so, it was constantly going to be an arrowhead. I hope so. <laughs> if they want to make it realistic, EA, please make the game realistic, <laughs> then they do that. Um, number three is... US Bank Stadium, home of the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, now this you've done on looks, surely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's basically <laughs> just that glass, oh. that massive glass wall. And the shape of it, it's like a, it's weird, it's like a shard, it? isn't yeah. it? Like a shard of glass. But that's pretty much it. It's very new. Um, I think it hosted the 20... It hosted, it hosted the Super Bowl One recently, Bowl, maybe yeah. 2018 or whatever. But yeah, new stadium and that glass. Just, just that's, that's one... If you want to see architecture and sport, mm. just Google it. <laughs> yeah. um, number two is also another new one. It's SoFi Stadium. Lovely. Rams and Chargers. LED roof type thing. They, they had it for the um, NFL Honours. NFL Honours. And they had mm. all, the, all the all the thing at the top of the, the roof. I think it's just great. And Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Mm. Super Bowl this year. Fantastic. 4K screen, which goes all around the inside of the stadium. 80 million pixels, that is. Um, and the whole stadium cost about $66 billion. Um, That's more pixels than Arsenal have in their budget. Dan <laughs> Kroenke has just put all his money into a stadium which doesn't even look that nice. It, really looks, it, it looks amazing. It's a complex as well. It's, it, must, it spans. I, I love that so the Chargers much. just went, oh, we're LA-based as well. Can we go in? <laughs> Please. Scammy boys. Yeah. Scammy, scammy. Um, and number one, I've gone for... I mentioned the team last week because of the history. I'm going for Lambo. Yeah, I, I think you've got to. Um, it's pretty much where the NFL started. The oldest, mm. the first ever NFL game was the Packers against the Bears. It's the oldest rivalry in, in, in football. And I think it was... I may be wrong, but I think it was hosted at Lambeau Field. But obviously, Vince Lombardi made his name at the, at the Packers at Lambeau. I mean, that stadium just unreal. It's so old. Mm. It's so you get that you get that sense. It's like a what's a really odd state. It's like a bit like Anfield. It, yeah. In uh, in football, it's you get that feel. You get you get all the all the players with their with their cheese on their heads. The <laughs> snow. The snow makes it even nicer. And it's just seeing that sh- just history. Sleek yellow and green. Yeah, it's just history. That's and I think that's what makes the stadium great. Is what comes with that stadium. Yeah. Is it just the looks, or is it everything that's happened? You are there? right. It's it's like going to Signal Duna and seeing the yellow wall. Yeah, like you just. It, I think as an NFL fan, that is on the bucket list. Like oh, to go go to Wisconsin, go to Green Bay, yeah. and watch a game. Like don't Both get who Rogers it is. and Adams. Oh, that's, that's quite. Come on, but we can do it. I'm on the government. We paying, can do it. The government's paying for me to study, mate. I don't know. <laughs> yes. But that's it. Now my field wins. Yeah, I I I completely agree. I mean. Is is it's so historic, and I actually I, I really like the classic, um, almost like running track shape, mm. like Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, they have yeah. it as well, and I think they have one hundred ten thousand capacity yeah. in Michigan. It's like the Rose Bowl as well. Yeah, so and you know the, the 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 classic style is just it. 
I mean, we can only imagine what it's like, you know, when we walk into the home, when we walk into Wembley, it's breathtaking. Mm. Like, it must be the same over there for Lambo. Yeah. Great stadium. Anyway, so mine this week uh, is I, I, I had a really hard choice. I messaged Brown in the week and I was like, oh, I've got two. I, I don't know what to go with. But I remember saying last week with my kit, NFL greatest, mm. next week's carries on with that. So I've decided to go with it. NFL greatest helmets. Now, I haven't I gone. Know, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't meant to be sexual. <laughs> I do not bear helmets. No. <laughs> you're digging deep. You're lucky we're explicit, mate. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's weird because you get some that are like, that's sick. Mm. And you get some that are like, what are they doing? Just boring. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the Washington helmet last year. Yeah, but I mean, that's slightly different. But Just think of a name, mate. Like the old Titans one. The white. Mm. It was horrible. Boring. It was horrible. Anyway, I've got a few mentions, horrible mentions. The old oh, Jags you helmet. Love, you love a bloody horrible. <laughs> old Jags helmet. Yeah, the, uh, the chrome to matte. The chrome gold to Ooh. matte black. Oh, that does sound nice. Uh, do you not remember it? Don't think so. It was literally oh, no. three years ago, four oh, years ago, when they had their NFC run. AFC run, yeah. AFC run, sorry, yeah, yeah. I must remember it. Yeah, if I mean, yeah. really nice. Matte black. Matte black front. And chrome gold in the back. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, I think side by side. No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, Through the back. Yeah. yeah, like that's what we could be seeing this year with this. Well, in 2022, with with the alternate helmets being approved mm. for kit, we could see people being creative with their um. Uh, what do you call it? Oh, one color, color rush. Yeah. I'm saying Jags, bring it back. What? Why, why not? Or, or, or get like the chrome gold back, oh. just a chrome gold, because yeah. they have like the shiny black at the moment. Mm. It's like bring it back, bring bring back <laughs> the gold or the matte black. Like get rid of this chic. I mean, it's a new era for the Jags. It is. Why not start with a ban? Anyway, I now I I, I I I scoured, I looked, I was like, there's going to be a couple of classics that are just untouchable, and I have two. Classics that are untouchable, in my opinion. The Colts and the Steelers. And mm. we'll start with the Steelers, because I think the Steelers is the second most famous helmet in the NFL after the Green Bay Packers. Or and maybe Alex? I'll, Yeah. America's too. Maybe, but if but the Steelers is so unique to yeah, me like, because it's it's the only helmet that has the logo on one side. It only really? has it on the right hand side. It doesn't have it on the left hand side. And just the chic a clean racing yellow down the middle. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, fair play. Lovely. Don't need to add anymore. Mm. Then my second classic one, the Colts. And they've actually, mm. they're doing a throwback helmet this year. Um, I think for pre-season, I'm not sure about the full season. And they're bringing back, so obviously they have the two cowboy hoofs on yeah. the side. Yeah. And they're bringing them back to the, the central middle. Right. At the back oh, where yeah, the numbers normally mean. are. Yeah. I, I, I'm a massive fan of the Colts advertising. I, I love I love the logo. It's, it's very American. Oh, you, you think America, you think Western, you think... Shoot sh- Yeah. Who's shoot Yeah. <laughs> Horse hoof. Who what? Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We're jumbling it up, mate. Uh, but yeah, I think it's so clean. And it, it works. Yeah. It's one of those helmets that just works with all of their uniforms. Mm. Like the blue, the white, the colour rush. 
it works lovely with all of them and it's a classic still they haven't gone far from their original design I think they've literally just changed where the dots are in the hoof mm. and that's it Wow. so fair play now my final two we've spoken about them already about their stadium their joint stadium the Rams and the Chargers the Rams obviously with their new kit that still pisses me off the fact they've got another new kit this year and we haven't had one since 2007 it's okay then just get playoffs and you'll get it. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get primetime games. Uh, you know, the Rams' new design is, is sick. Mm. It's, it, it is really cool. And I'm really excited to see their inverted colours again. Yeah. The, the blue and white and the... Um, yellow as well. The yellow and blue. I hope they bring that back for 2022. That'll be really cool. But again, for me, the Chargers just have such sick uniforms. They're doing really well. Yeah. That, that dark blue one that we put on the Twitter last yeah. week... The helmet again, that's my top. Mm. I think the the white with the blue lightning bolt and the neon yellow outlines is just and when they have they have the blue cage and when some of the players have the visors. Yeah. Oh, it's I want to be an NFL player for that. Like gonna be a full kit wanker. I'd agree that is a stunning kit all round. Not just kit, but helmet as well. It's it's unbelievable. It is it really is. Now it's a shame. The Chargers streak will end next year. Next next year. Next week in my NFL greatest. Um, <laughs> but my fangirling over them is officially finished. For I'd like to see how many shirt sales they sold. It would be interesting to see, yeah, 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 in the UK, mm. how many people bought. Because I feel like it's a bit like the Raiders. The Raiders is a fashion statement now. Yeah, people so go yeah. around with a Raiders hat yeah. and the jersey and the jumpers. I wouldn't even be surprised if the Chargers start that. Mm. Like it, It's such nice stash that it wouldn't be stupid if it happened. Yeah, it's really good. It's like Liverpool and United and States and Asia. Yeah. They're, they're fashion items. Mm-hmm. They're not football shirts. They're, they're fashion items. So, new wave. Really interesting. New wave of NFL. Could you believe it? That leads no. us on nicely. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, I sometimes can believe it and I sometimes don't believe it. What, what do you mean, Brandon? Well, I mean, there's a gap here for something called Believe it or not, Ben, let's just call it that. Hey? I mean, this has been plucked right out of Good Morning Football. Yeah. But we're not caring about it because it's a great segment. They haven't copyrighted it, so <laughs> we'll um, take it. We haven't copied their stats. We've actually done our research. We have. Don't worry. Mine's on my laptop. Brandon's. It's like we're playing a penalty shootout on FIFA. Brandon's just covered his book with his hands. <laughs> Turn it the other way. What do you want to do? Do you want to go first? Yes, we got we got two. I've got two. I've got two. Alright, I can go first. Yeah. Alright. I think if before everyone we have to say, believe it or not. Yeah. So just to clarify, let's make sure our audience yeah. understands because it is a new segment. So you know, NFL players are normal people. There's all interesting facts about them. And that's what this is. The whole point of it is you get asked a question, some maybe multiple answers, true or false. The other person has to answer it. It's really quite as simple as that. Indeed. We do encourage you to join along. I mean, obviously you can't know down your answers, but if you do, send them into the Division B Podcast Twitter at Division Podcast or the Division B Podcast. Brandon, take it away. Ben, believe it or not, that the Rams first began their franchise in Cleveland. Oh. <laughs> believe it or not, Ben. <laughs> Is that a true or false then? That's a true or false. Let's believe it or not. Is it believable? 
<laughs> I mean, both of these are basically true or false. I kind of thought that was what, believe it or not, they, was. they had some multiple answers I when did. I watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have them for next week then. <laughs> both of mine are multiple. Okay. Right, so it works out evenly, two okay, of each. Nice. Um, oh, I'm going to say not. You're wrong, Ben. Oh. You should have believed it. <laughs> They played there for eight years. Eight years, between Beverly. 1937 and 1945. Mad. Pretty good, eh? And they then moved to St. Louis. They then moved yeah. to LA. They then moved back, back to St. Louis. St. Louis then back to LA. They're going to go, for all we know, they'll be back to Cleveland. They've probably, they've probably had a New Jersey every single year. We've got absolute ropes here, mate. <laughs> That's mad. I, I, you know what I'd find interesting? I'd love to see a map of where every team has travelled like there's a thing on YouTube is there yeah I'll show you oh no no I've seen that I've seen that I've seen that I think I was I think I was on TikTok at the same time yeah yeah can't really blame me (laughs) I was probably in the renegade renegade (laughs) Um, that's quite cool that's that's an interesting fact you learn something new every day you learn about the Steelers helmet hopefully you learn something here as well be two things you learn every day with with our believe it or not segment believe it or not Brandon a current NFL player appeared on a short-lived reality TV show on MTV during high school. Wow. Two a days was the name of this program. Who was it? Two a days. Two a days. Two. That? Two. The number two. Yeah. A. Days. Okay. I'm already thinking two a. Two a. Is it A. Tim Tebow? <laughs> Is it B. Dak Prescott? Mm. Is it C. George Kittle? Or is it D, Jalen Ramsey? Right, Tim Tebow I can definitely see doing. He's done every single thing yeah. ever. Dak Prescott, he probably has a bit of banter. But I mean, I'm thinking two a days. Does that sound like a new thing? It's a reality TV show as well. So MTV as well, so it's proper reality. Okay. Like George Kittle, I can definitely see George Kittle doing. He'd be a sick character He'd be as well. so funny. Yeah, yeah. And then Jalen Ramsey. He's got charisma. He has got charisma. But it's not big enough, I don't think. I'm going to go for Dak. B is locked in. Yes. I'm afraid to say you're wrong, mate. It's oh, Tim Tebow. No. <laughs> Tim Tebow has appeared oh, on no. two a Fun fact. So, he, oh. it wasn't his, so it was based on obviously a high school. It wasn't his school, but right. he played against them in high school football and got interviewed. So, so can that be our first... Tales of Tebow. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert, spoiler alert. That must have been our first. That's our first. Yeah. That's our first tale. We're not going to carry on. We won't describe the tales of Tim Tebow <laughs> until we're on the field. But it's a little ball tickle. It's I like a that, teaser. Mate. That is a good one. That is a good yeah, one. Yeah, it is, isn't it? As well. Right, do you want me to do number two? Yeah, go on then. Or do you want to do number no, two? No, you do Okay. Believe it or not, Brandon, and our listeners, franchise receiver made history with his father at a Super Bowl but not for his actions on the field their dad was sent to report on their son's biggest game of their life but who was it was it A Scott Miller of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the 2020 season was it Julio Jones from the Atlanta Falcons Mm -hmm. was it my goat Larry Fitzgerald from the Arizona Cardinals or was it Cooper Cup from the Los Angeles... No, were they... Were they... Yeah, no, they were early yeah, rounds, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, yeah. So you're saying this is Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Right, so it's not Larry Fitzgerald. 
I want to go, I think because Scott Miller last year for the Bucks, he was, he was the quiet one. No one really knew who he was. All that big play in the he, NFC Championship. And then when it got to the playoffs mm. and the Super Bowl, he was catching loads of things. So I think I'm going to go for Scotty Miller. You ruled out the wrong man. It was Larry Fitz. What? <laughs> 2007 Super Bowl. Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, come on now. We lost because... Oh. We lost because of a play that Larry missed. So Larry was running oh, no. No, Larry was running back because it was a pick six. And one of our guys on the sideline was like, encouraging our guys to get back. Not realising Larry was running round through the sideline because it was a quicker route for him. Yeah. And the guy didn't move. And Larry was shouting. Larry was shouting. And our guy still wasn't moving. So he just ran straight into him because he was like, I've got to stay on this line because if he moves, I'm, I'm getting the tackle. So yeah, oh, God. Larry, Larry. Oh, I bet his dad was pleased to report him in there. I think so. I think that's that's a nice, that's a really nice thing, in my opinion. Like, it's quite humbling, isn't it? You're like, your dad's there to report on you in the biggest game of your life. Was it just him or was it the Cardinals? What do you mean? Like, when you say he was reporting on him. Oh, he was reporting on, on the Super Bowl. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, but he his dad was yeah, a reporter yeah, yeah, yeah. Minnesota Times or something. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's that was quite cool. That is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I like that. So that is the correct answer with Larry. Yeah, so. I shouldn't have brought it back. <laughs> I remembered you got... Yeah. I forgot that you got... It's been so long. Now. Yeah, 15 years ago, whatever. Coincidentally, it could have been the year that we got the kit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not talking about that again. <laughs> um, this is my final, believe it or not, Ben. Believe it or not, Benjamin, the Philadelphia Eagles, between the 2001 and 2004 seasons had the nicknames Eagles Inc. after a partnership with Disney and and Monsters Inc. They got the nickname what? Eagles Inc. after a partnership with Disney. In what year? 2001 to 2004. And I'll tell you Monsters Inc. came out in 2001. So the same year that Monsters Mm. Inc. came out did the Eagles have a partnership with Disney with Monsters Inc. I'm and trying they themselves Eagles Inc. My thought process to this is did they have like a sick defence? Because they always come up with names like mm. the defences. Uh, it like what was it? Legion of Boom was it the Seahawks? Yeah. And I think someone has one now at the moment, but I can't remember who. I I'm 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 afraid to say I'm I'm a non believer again. You're right, it is. yeah. <laughs> However, they were actually called Eagles Inc. They were nicknamed that. Oh, really? And like you say, it was for their great defence. Oh! Between 1999 and 2000. Well, great thought process. It's great thought process. Well done. I'd, I'll take that. I'd give you... Well, you've got a point anyway. Yeah. But I would, I'll give you an extra I'll get a bonus. Point. Well done. <laughs> we're not going to make score of it. No. Yeah. They're fun. I, no, I, I did watch Monsters Inc. the other day. Did you? Oh. <laughs> the reason. <laughs> that's, that's clever. That's very clever. Thank you, Ben. I like that. I may have to do multiple choice now next week. I might have to do just true or false next week. We might have to flip it around. So we move into our final segment uh, of season two, episode two. Uh, quite Quite an interesting one. Quite a good one. Most exciting rookies outside of QBs. Now, obviously, there are big names. Five QBs were taken in the first round. Mm. Five QBs. First time it was done in 
there you go. I was about to say a long time, which is right. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously there are big names like Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase. The wide receiving core are insane. I mean, I think the names on my list are still quite big, to be perfect, honestly. I mean, I well. But um, yeah, we're going to talk about guys who you really want to look out for this mm. year who are the most exciting, whether that's because of the position on their team, the team they're on, are they going to take it by hold? Are they going to storm the league it's, it's all down to that yeah what's going to happen so take it away random well, I'm going first for tight end Carl Pitts yeah I've got he him as well he was the highest drafted tight end ever and he's gone to the Atlanta Falcons and I'm excited to see him because I've seen him over the last um, season or two with the Florida Gators so being a Florida, Florida Gators fan mm. and he's just class but he is an in the Atlanta Falcons squad. And I'm excited to see and interested to see how he copes in a team where the Falcons obviously did, didn't do very well no. last year at all. They, they've been on the decline since their Super Bowl loss back in 2018, I believe it was. Um, yeah, maybe, they're no, 2017, 2017, maybe. Yeah, Matt Ryan is Ray Flower, yeah. Madden and Kyla Murray. <laughs> me, so, it's, so it's Madden ratings and it's kids. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I'm just intrigued to see it. I'm really intrigued to see him and see how he copes in that environment with a team who aren't fantastic and yeah. see what really happens with him. It's a weird one because you've obviously gone from having Julio Jones and doing OTAs with Julio Jones. Mm. You know, you, you've trained with him and you've gone, yeah, we're going to be fire, we're going to be a duo. And Calvin Ridley still a very good receiver. Yeah. But I think Carl Pitts is, is going to be the receiving core of the Falcons now. Agreed. I, I don't see how... You, you can look past him if he's on. Like that, They actually have quite a good tight end room with Hayden Hurst there as well. Yeah, he had experience at the Ravens with Lamar. Uh, I, I think he's going to be as good as, if not better, than Travis, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Oh, really? I, I genuinely do. I hope so. I mean, we've seen him in training camp and we've seen a few of the catches he's made. And they, they mm. look, I've heard a lot of great things about him over the last few days about him. Um and I think it really does show, if like what you're saying, he's going to be the number one receiver, how good you are to have your number one receiver a tight end. Like you've seen it with Brady and Gronk at the Patriots. Like you say, you see it Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You see it with Jimmy G and um, George Kittle. You really need to be on upper echelon to overtake your wide receivers as your main target. Yeah. And I think he has that. But if it pays off next year, that's what's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. What about you? Who, who have you got? Yes, yeah, so I, I had carpets. Um, but let, uh, we'll, we'll stick on offence as we're on there. I've got Najee Harris. Guess what? <laughs> I've got him as well. I think, again, it's another franchise on the decline. Yeah. They're in the hardest AFC division. They need playoffs. They haven't... Mm. I think it's... I think it's what they... They haven't not had... They've only had a positive record for the last like seventeen years. Really? They've never gone negative in seventeen years. So even Jesus. though they would have missed playoffs, yeah. they've just been going positive. <laughs> so we I mean, you know, that's obviously like nine and seven. I think even eight and eight doesn't count as negative, so that might have been. But Ben Roethlisberger just doesn't look great. No. Juju's out next year. James Washington <laughs> could be out next year. So you've got 
Dwayne Haskins looking like at the moment he's going to take the reins off Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. We could see it at some point this year if Ben gets injured or if Big Ben goes, you know what, not for me. Yeah. Or if Steve Tomlinson turns around and goes, no, Dwayne, step up, Ben's mm. shit. Um, can't see that happening. No, I can't either. But this is Najee Harris's franchise now, in my yeah. opinion. This is his. A running back as well. Yeah. It's, it's Derek, Derek Henry. Oh, sorry, Derek Henry. <laughs> Derek you know, it's Derek Henry and almost old Todd Gurley-esque. Mm. You know, get in there, run the hell out of that ball. Marshall and, Lynch. Yeah. yeah, and you'll be in a gold jacket in 15 years. Great. I, I was watching NFL Network today and they said that Najee Harris could be up for maybe MVP vote next year. Really? Wow, that's big. That's what they reckon. That's what these journey- It may have been Sean, Sean O'Hara. I mean, Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Miss, yeah. If people don't know, he's not very good at being a journalist. I think, I think, I think the, the equivalent is Michael Owen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boring, doesn't really know what he's doing. Anyway, but yeah, not they're saying Najee Harris could have one of them seasons where it puts him in the MVP race, and that is unheard of for a running back. Oh, a second-year running back. A second-year running back. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I just hope it's, I hope it's similar to Saquon. When Saquon Bartley came in, he... he Ran the league rampant, mm. and then sadly got a really, really bad ACL tear. Yeah, but he's back this year, which is great. But he's going into a league where it isn't exactly like there's two running backs who steal the show out of the rest. You've probably got about eighteen to to, to thirty running backs where you're like, yeah, they're they're class. Mm. So not only does he have to show himself. To the Steelers, he has to show himself to the running back world. Yeah, I'm in the draft, he was getting compared to Derrick Henry. I mean, if that's anything, he must to follow, be doing something. Yeah, right. at Alabama as well, so mm. he was part of the part of the Crimson Tide. So if that's anything to go off, Steelers have cap. They have a catch. Yeah, at what pick were they? Twenty two or something? Yeah, Maybe you know. But yeah, I mean, that's really, really, really exciting. Yeah, I've got one more. So do I. Defence this time. So the same? I've gone for, I've just gone up on my phone again, Alex Leatherwood. The, We're different. We're different. Okay, nice. <laughs> of the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I had him going to the Raiders. Not a lot of people, I'm not saying I was good with my picks, obviously I was good with my picks. <laughs> but he was quite an unspoken about person. People didn't really rate him too much. No. Um, he was the 39th prospect of the draft. Uh, but he was an Alabama squad and he's six foot six. He weighs... Just though under 22 and a half stone. Mm. And he's an offensive lineman, which I think is going to be massive for the Las Vegas Raiders. D-line or O-line? O-line, sorry. O-line. Oh, sorry, not defensive lineman. Offensive lineman, yeah. my bad. Um, and I think he's going to be massive for that team because you've got Derek Henry. Uh, Derek, God, so many Derek's. You've got Derek Carr <laughs> at quarterback. And he's we've seen him a few seasons ago have a really mm. bad injury and out for the majority of another season. And since then, like we've seen the Falcons, they've gone downhill because... Yeah. They were, when the Oakland Raiders, four or five years ago, in their old Coliseum Stadium, they were pushing for the playoffs. They were, they were pretty much getting playoffs every year. And he got that massive injury. And now he hasn't really had anyone to block him. No. And they need someone there so Derek, can, Derek Carr can show what he's worth and show what he's done before. It's the same with Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Who's the, who's the backup. He's had bad injuries at Tennessee Titans. That's why they let him go. Mm. Now, I think that's a massive move for the Raiders, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see how many sacks them two guys get this year with Alex Leatherwood at 
defensive line as as an offensive lineman. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting one. You know, you don't really see O lineman stealing the spotlight, but since Quentin Nelson's obviously come onto the mm. scene and he's been class, you know, you see it now and again that O line are probably the most important actual important position. Yeah. Obviously everyone says the QB is the most important role. Yes, but if you don't have a good O line, it's irrelevant. Yeah, and you saw that with Mahomes in Super Bowl final. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a very interesting one. Not really someone you can go, well, that's a good play. But <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that's a nice little... If it's bo- if the game's boring, then you know that they're doing the good a job. job. <laughs> basically. Yeah, if it's completely whitewashing the other yeah. team, yeah. But uh, my final one, before I give an honourable mention, shock, uh, Mick Parsons, mm. Dallas. You know, I think, as everyone now knows, I'm not a stat man. Don't enjoy my stats. Don't enjoy doing the research. I think the only thing you need to look at is his raw emotion yeah. on draft day. Mm-hmm. You could see, like, he was wearing blue for Dallas. He went, uh, me and Brandon watched this YouTube video, which was following four NFL prospects, which are actually Carl Pitts, Mika Parsons, Justin Fields, Justin Fields and uh, what's his name? The the cornerback he went to, think. Panthers. Don't know. Don't Horn? JC Horn. JC Horn. There we go. Um, and all the way through, Meek was like, yeah, I want a Dallas. I want mm. a Dallas. I, I, need, I, need, I need to be a Dallas. I, yeah. I, want, I want to be a Dallas Cowboy. And he got that, and you could just see how pumped he was. Like he, the, the man was crying. Mm. And not just like an odd tear like you get with Carl, like you got with Carl Pitts or Justin Fields. He was shedding tears. Yeah. And the call that got released with Jerry Jones and the whole staff back there, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, as in... That's not us saying he will. That's me saying, in his mind, he's going to Dallas to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And with that mentality, he's not in a bad linebacker um, room. And they're not a bad defense. They're just missing a few things that were, were, le- were, were, were vulnerable last year and let a lot of leaks through. I think Mick Parsons is someone to really, really watch out for. In a Dallas team who are coming back for vengeance to yeah. take the crown of the NFC uh, East again. Mm. I think their offense is looking great. Their another defense. They they've read what they need to do. Yeah. And with Mika Parsons, I, I don't see it going negatively. I think the main thing about that is the emotion he has and the and the drive he's got now to be that great player. Mm. He's going to show every single minute of every single snap of every single play why he's there, how good he is. And I think that's what uh, I think that's what's going to take Dallas over the line because the Eagles aren't that great. No, the uh, Washington football team aren't that great. Uh, who's the other team in there? Who's the other team? Giants. In there? Giants aren't that great. And it was only last year when Dak was injured. Where I mean, even if Dak, God forbid, he gets injured again, he has a horrific injury. Even if Dak gets injured again, like you say, their def- their defense now have gone up a level with yeah. Michael Parsons. So. They could still walk away with it, you know? They have a Super Bowl winning coach, mm-hmm. Mick McCarthy, yeah. defensive orientated. They're dangerous. I think I think Dallas I mean, I, I'll admit I I am still overlooking them because I don't think you can come back from what were they, seven and nine mm. and miss out on playoffs when they're expected to get in playoffs every single year and bounce back and then go sixteen and one this yeah. year. It's, I think it'll be close to the wire. I think it'll be like a 10 and 7. Mm. But I think 
They'll win it. Yeah. They'll win the division. They'll, they'll win the division. But my honourable mention. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, like, you're seeing it with Chase Claypool. They're, they're in these late rounders, like from round three onwards, who get picked up. And you're like, oh, okay, that's, that's, that's interesting. Mm. Just to name a few wide receivers who got picked up in late rounds. Stefan Diggs. Antonio Brown. Scott Miller. Oh, Devontae Adams. Yeah. None of them were before the fourth round. Is this another prediction? Two of them are Super Bowl winners. Mm. Two of them are NFC and AFC contenders. All I'm saying is, is there's always a late round receiver who just blows up. Yeah. And it could take two, three years, definitely. But a receiving core is always something to look at because mm. you never know what's going to happen like i i think i don't this isn't me being biased i genuinely think if there is one it's round three pick arizona cardinals rondell moore great deep threat he's learning with a great qb who who actually picked him kyler wanted rondell moore really so they're going to have a connection yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if he's the one who blows the spotlight away mm. and says you know come and look at us we have d hop we have christian kirk we have aj green and Rondell Moore, don't yeah. get that. So it's going to be interesting, but the receiving core is always an exciting group to look out for for, for, for rookies. You just never know what's going to happen with them. Because mm. all it takes is like a big play on Jalen Ramsey or Richard Sherman or Buddha Baker. You know. yourself. Yeah, go out there. Right. That's, that's the thing that I think makes them, is they have nothing to lose, those yeah. receivers. Like they may have two or three snaps a game. And then it, it all it takes is one of those snaps to be mm-hmm. cute, like Scott Miller, like with the AF, well, with the NFC playoff game. I know we've said this quite a few times tonight, but no one knew him. Yeah. And then he made that play against Green Bay that was what 70, 80 yards. Mm-hmm. Now everyone knows him. Now everyone loves him. Everyone's yeah. finding out these facts about him. And when was he drafted? Mm-hmm. We don't even know if he was drafted. <laughs> like, that's the mad thing. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's my final takeaway. They're all interested. They are. They are. And the birthday boy, he was picked 199, Tom Brady. 44 today. My God. Do you reckon we'll still be doing this at 44? Do you reckon we'll have more than a few listeners? <laughs> You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, so. But no, that's been a fun episode. It's good. I've really enjoyed that. Now, we're getting close to the uh, actual competition of pre-season, aren't we? Mm-hmm. How, many, how many weeks? Well, it starts next Saturday. However, we've got the Hall of Fame game this Thursday oh, night. Oh, yes. Steelers and Cowboys. So that's going to be interesting. Micah Parsons. Um, Najee Harris. Harris. <laughs> so, yeah. Dak's back. Yeah. So we'll, we can talk about that next week. Next Tuesday. We'll have our first game of 2021 to talk about. And look on the Twitter because there are some lovely, lovely graphics which can show you about pre-season and all games going to come up in the next six months. Keep an eye out on for now. Well, I guess we hope you're enjoying the NFL season. Yeah. Come back for more.